to episode 72 of Sack King's Therapy, the first uh, episode after a game winner, I, I think, ever in 72 games of or 72 episodes of Sack King's Therapy. And of course, to me, to revel, to bask in the glory of, of a game winning uh, Kings game. <laughs> yeah. Really unexpected, to be honest. I, I really thought we were going to lose this game. <laughs> Me and you were watching the same stream, and you were a few seconds behind. And it took everything I had to not say anything before before you caught up, basically. I know. I, I would have been... Ugh. Ooh. Yeah, it was, it was worth it, <laughs> let's just say, watching this game. Well, for those of you that missed the game, uh, basically, this is kind of the last, like, three possessions. Fox um, basically gets the ball full court, um, run, runs kind of like, basically gets a screen, I think, from Tyrese, gets a switch with Colin Sexton on him, gets an and one to go up one. And basically, the the Cavs are out of timeouts. They... They basically run the length of the court with Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton gets to the rim and gets a goaltending call, so they go up one, 199. And then after a long, 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 long timeout, because there was some weird technicality with like Luke trying to sub in Buddy, but he couldn't. And basically, uh, Fox full court passes it to Barnes, who is at the three-point line, does a turnaround fading three-pointer, and nails it for the win. Yeah. That was amazing. In front of D Wade. In front of D Wade. I will still never get over that name. But <laughs> it was it was it was just an amazing back and forth, you know, like clinching my fist and just the in, in a game also where the Kings were awful from three. We we shot what? Let, Seven let me for see. thirty. Seven for thirty. And like a lot of those threes were from Fox at the at the uh what's it called at, in the fourth which actually got us back in the game and yeah like overall the game was very fun to watch for the most part and like back and forth even though it wasn't not a high scoring game it was just like kind of last uh the hawks game in a way but you know just not that many scores and basically like during like um kind of the end of the third and the and the fourth like all throughout the fourth the kings just couldn't get any calls they were attacking the rim or like you know getting rebounds but like not being able to finish and you could see the reaction on fox and um fox and rashad like they were just like you know cussing out the refs they were like saying what the fuck you're fu are you fucking serious they just couldn't buy a bucket but they were able to play through it all and you know ultimately came back came back to you know make this a game yeah and oh man i i feel bad for the people that missed it too because i'd say this is one of our i want to say better games in terms of offense but it, it was a more like fun game to watch for sure yeah like the the Cleveland Cavaliers, I don't want to say they're a good team by any means, but they're not, I don't think they're terrible, but like their defense is, you know, pretty, let's just say d discombobulated. And it's just like, you'll just see Fox get to the rim, <laughs> like automatically sometimes. And that's exciting, you know, <laughs> and, you know, it's just fun to see like back and forth, you know, guys that play hard, like, you know, Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, the, they're, those two are speed demons. Uh, on their team and then you have 
you know, De'Aaron Fox, who's probably the fastest and quickest player in the game. Like, just going back and forth. And I really like Colin Sexton. Like, that that, that man's a dog. Like, you, you never question if he's playing hard or not. He's always playing hard. He's always, like, challenging people. And he actually managed to – I don't know if it was Darius Garland or somebody that pissed off Fox, but Fox was locking in on Colin Sexton. Oh, yeah. He was definitely attacking him. And, yeah, speaking about Colin Sexton with his, like, freaking, like, how I say it, just how much effort he puts into this game, especially. Like, he was trying to grab any rebound he could against our bigs, and he he was close, I got to admit. He was trying his best to win this game for the Cavs, but, you know, that Harrison Barnes 3 really, like, just shut them up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, unfortunately, that was literally in Colin Sexton's face. You know, he's six feet. He can't really do much. Like, and, you know, I, I you know, as much as like, you know, I'll, you know, as much as we revel in just kind of in, in the uh, Cavs misery, like I love Colin Sexton. I like Darius Garland. I like Larry Nance. Like those, they have some guys and, you know, we'll see what they do like in this offseason. They're not a good team now, but. They're not exactly, like, far off, I don't think. No, yeah, they just need probably a few more pieces, maybe. Eventually, they'll get a superstar into it. And, you know, yeah, they'd be a pretty big threat in the East, I'd say, again. Yeah, when they get someone with the last name James uh, <laughs> at some point. So, yeah, like, I think... I think I think they're a good they're a fun team to watch. Like I, I know they've been losing a lot, but you know you're gonna get you know um you know get your lumps and I guess bumps in the road, and you just gotta hope hope, hope next season's better. Um, and also, uh, what was I about to say about the Cavaliers? Um, oh yeah, they had Colin Sexton on Fox uh, for a bit, or like you know Fox would get the switch onto uh Colin Sexton, and just like. Poor Darius and poor um, Sexton. They're, they just can't. They can't guard Fox. Fox, anytime he gets a smaller guard on him, it's barbecue chicken time. Like he is relentless at going at the because he's stronger than most of these guards and just goes at them. And most of the time, he's so quick that you can't keep him in front anyways. And even when you keep him in front, he just kind of muscles you. Like, you know, muscles you with a spin move or just shoots it over them. It's Fox is getting to that superstar level, I think. Yeah, I'd say I give it another year, to be honest. I think, like, this season itself, he's proven a lot more than uh, previous seasons. And, you know, at this pace, definitely next year he'll get to that uh, superstar level and hopefully, you know, make it to the All-Star game for once. Yeah, like, you know, the fact that he doesn't didn't make the All-Star game, I didn't have an issue with it, but it's because the team was pretty bad. And we, I think we went on a losing streak right as, like, right as they were picking All-Stars. So, you know, as as long as the team is good, I think Fox will make it. He, I, I honestly, like, think, you know, there's a there's tiers to the 2017 draft. You know, you have your Shea Gills' Alexander, um, what's his name, Jason Tatum and, and uh, Donovan Mitchell. I honestly think he... Like, because Tatum's had an off year, like, I think Fox has been better than Jason Tatum this year. And I think he, you can make a case he is the second best player, like, from that from that draft. First one being Donovan Mitchell. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
And yeah, he showed it this game. Twenty points in the fourth. Like I, you know, I I always nitpick on this. Anytime he just like starts, you know, going into the mode where he's just gonna jack up threes. Like I don't like that part of his game. But guess what? He made two crucial ones that got the Kings back in the game in the fourth. And you know what? What do I know? <laughs> if he's gonna make <laughs> these, why not? You know. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Well. Um. So. You know, for I'm just gonna you know address this for because we weren't able to address it last game. I'm gonna just talk a little bit about the draft and you know tanking for you know fading for Cade. Like I get it. Like you know the Kings have been kind of stuck in the middle of nowhere for a long time, and you know they've they should go in one direction or another. Kind of I guess cash in their chips. Like you know a lot of people during the trade deadline were talking about you know getting rid of Barnes, getting rid of Marvin, getting rid of Buddy. But as I mentioned last, you know, episode, like, I don't want to sell these guys for pennies, like for the sake of just selling these guys. Like there was a Boston Celtics package, but um, but there were a lot of reports Danny Ainge didn't want to get too ambitious with the deal. So he wasn't really including anything good. Like you get maybe Aaron Neesmith and maybe a pick. Like That's not exactly enough for Barnes. Like, you know, at least in my opinion, I know some people want it was like saying, oh, my God, a draft pick. A first-round draft pick, that's amazing. But I think you can get more for Barnes, and I don't mind you know, us holding on to Barnes. Buddy didn't have much of a market. Marvin didn't have much of, much of a market. So, And those guys are, can, are you know, useful players. And you know, Mar- in Marvin's case, probably can really be a really good player at some point if he can kind of just you know, stay healthy. Like, these guys, they're not exactly scrubs. And you should be able to get value for these guys. There's no point in selling right now when their value is at their lowest. So, you know, if you're in that camp, you know, it's unfortunate. Things, I guess, didn't go your way, but I, I get it. But for the tanking people who want to tank, I ran the tanking simulation. I think I ran about eight times. We, we always got the eighth pick, basically. And I'm going to just go back a few years and... Kind of just go through some uh, some standings. Uh, so last, so the first year that the Flan Lottery odds were implemented, uh, who who got the first pick? So New Orleans got the got the first pick, and they were the ninth worst. No, they were the eighth worst team in the league. The second the second pick ended up going to I think it was uh, I told I'm told Grizzlies, and they were the tenth worst team. And the third pick. Ended up going to um, New York, who I think were the second or third worst team. And um, Phoenix, who had the second worst record, ended up getting the sixth pick. The point I'm trying to make here is that it there's not, at least in the first draft, there wasn't much correlation in terms of record and what pick you got. Like again, the ten, the ninth, the eighth and ninth worst team in the league got the first pick, got the first and second pick, you know, uh, respectively. So it doesn't, you don't really need to say tank to the bottom. And sometimes I think I gotta give du- du- uh, Deuce of Deuce and Mo for bringing this up. Tanking, like fully tanking, process style tanking, isn't always productive. Now, of course, it worked for the Sixers, but that was, you know, under different circumstances. And also, let's not forget that they, they, they did get Embiid and Simmons. Don't forget they also got uh, Jahil Okafor and, you know, Michael Carter-Williams. Like, they, they had some misses. Let's not forget that. And, you know, and then you go to 2020, the 2020 draft. Um, 
to call it. The worst team in the league was, uh, I believe, the Warriors. They got the second pick. Second wor- I think the third worst team was the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I forgot who the second worst team was, but basically there wasn't that much correlation there either. And I've kind of found that, you know, the, Ma- uh, the, the Hornets specifically, the third pick, were, I think, the ninth worst team in the league. So, you know, just... Just with my, I guess with my level of science, the Owen science, you know, as long as you're in that eighth or ninth worst team, you more or less should be fine in terms of getting a decent pick. Those are kind of the magic spots, I, at least I will recommend the Kings get into. And, you know, if you want to, if you're still in the camp of just tanking all the way to the bottom, you're never gonna catch, you're never gonna catch Houston, you're never gonna catch Minnesota. And I just feel, you know, just play out the strings. See see what you got. Like, play hard. Like, try to establish something. Just make it easier on the eyes of the fans to kind of take all this losing. And, hell, chances are, like, you, we still might end up with a top three pick. We might have the same chance, honestly, of getting, like, a top three pick or even the number one pick, honestly, if we just do what we're doing right now which is, you know, winning games, and we'll probably run into a bit of a wall once we face, like, better teams like the Utah Jazz and not the LA Lakers anymore, but, like, say the Bucks, uh, for example. Like, once we run into those teams, I'm pretty sure, like, we're going to run into a wall, but, hey, maybe, I, maybe I'd be surprised. Like, you know, I'm not opposed to making the play-in, but as, I, as I'm saying, like, it's okay to win games. You don't need to tank all the way to the bottom. To you know, get a good pick and you know fade for Cade. Like there are set, there are a good seven of these franchise changing, franchise changing prospects that are coming into this draft. At least from what I've heard, I haven't really done that much research on them. But like, you don't need to get K Cunningham to change all your fortunes. Like Jalen Green, uh, not Scotty Barnes, but like uh, Jalen Suggs, Jalen Johnson. Like those guys are all good. And, you know, it's, you know, if we just get one of those guys, like, we can really shore up our lineup and, you know, we can make something happen. Like, so, you know, enjoy this, for, enjoy this moment, you know, just enjoy Kings basketball and, you know, just, just hope for the best. Yep. And so far, you know, quite enjoying it now after, uh, how many, no long stretches of losses, but, you know, you're right. We got to enjoy the moment and hopefully we could find, you know, that type of identity that we can with this line, these lineups and, you know, well, whoever we draft, it'll be a great addition to our team regardless. You know, I just said all of that to not tank. Kate is really nice. <laughs> but I, I, I watched the, I watched their last uh, NCAA game. Yeah. He's, I mean, he, he doesn't have the takeover, like, ability yet, but, like, he's got good instincts, like, you know, compose 6'8", like, can create and can, you know, like, shoot and, yeah, get not great at getting to the basket, but you can see the feel that he has. And, you know, I mean, if we get the number one pick, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> it's like, he is he is good. And, you know, if we can get our hands on Kate Cunningham, that'd be nice. But it, it's okay if we don't get him. It's not, like, it's not crippling. And, uh, yeah, just enjoy the moment, and, yeah. I mean, it's always in that luck of the draw, so we'll have to see as the famous words come out again. 
Uh, just to kind of close out this episode, back to the game real quick. So, you know, we did make some trades. We got DeLaw Wright. We got Terrence Clark or Terrence Davis. Davis. Terrence Davis. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Terrence Davis and Mo Harkless. Now, those guys, now they played this game, and I'm digging it. Yeah, I love the ball movement for sure. Like, you can see the hustle and definitely the ball movement. And uh, I like for sure. As much as I respect Corey Joseph uh, in this team, I'm I'm liking the uh, Delon Wright in this team right now. Yeah, like he seems to kind of bring basically everything that uh, Corey Joseph brought, but like we couldn't really see much on defense. But like you know, in terms of a solid ball handler, but like the, what sets separates him apart is that he can actually kind of get to the basket, and like is actually kind of a threat to penetrate. And yeah, he makes good decisions. He he had like a few moments where it was a little weird, like he blew a layup, <laughs> and, like in the middle of the second. But like. I like they move the ball really well and like these guys are not like black holes like they move they pass the ball they penetrate and they play unselfishly and I really like what I saw oh yeah and it's only been like what two days since we got them mm -hmm. I yeah mean, I mean they're yeah like like uh, we talked about or uh, you talked about they're pretty developed and this is the kind of bench I kind of I could see I mean even though we didn't really play our dirt unit, which we also kind of like to see as well. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm liking this bench unit for sure, and hopefully we keep it up. You know, and it's also a bench unit where I'm not as worried when Fox is off the floor where the offense is coming from. Mm -hmm. Like, as good as Halliburton has been, he again, he's not a great creator yet. Like, he's just not there to create his own shot. And but like with DeLon right out there with Terrence Clark, Terrence Clark is moving all over the place, by the way. Like he's just running all over the place. And like DeLon Wright can like, you know, triple penetrate and create something. I like I'm just like I'm finally not having to worry when Fox is off the floor, like where that offense is coming from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Terrence. Yeah, Terrence Davis was good. Delon Wright was good. Mo Harkless wasn't great, but like you could see the kind of the solid. You know, he's a solid wing defender, and you know he can buy uh, Harrison Barnes some minutes on the bench. Like that's what he's really here to do. Yeah. So far, yeah, we're decreasing those minutes little by little, and hopefully we could uh, see a little more uh, decrease in the future. And if you're wondering, uh, minutes watched today, De'Aaron Flux did play 38. That's really the only one notable one. Uh, Harrison Barnes played 36. Rashawn Holmes played 34, but have foul trouble a lot. Um, Halliburton, 33. Buddy Hill, 32. That's very, very good management of minutes. The De'Aaron Fox, 38, is still a little worrying. But again, like... I wasn't worried when he was off the when he wasn't when he was off the court, like where that offense was coming from. Mm -hmm. With the third unit, like uh, it's sad that this uh, like I hope that they can find some minutes there because I I really like what I saw from them last game and I just hope that that can carry on at some point. Yeah, especially with Kyle Guy, Justin James, and well Daquan, and you know. Still, still looking for that Robert Woodard, in my opinion, because I've I've heard a lot of hype from when he was in the G League. Yeah, uh, he had a really good G League. I think he was all NB, all G League, like second team or something, and, which was really nice. And yeah, like I want to see what Robert Woodard is, because honestly, I 
you know, I'm, you know, I hate to admit it, didn't watch any G League games, so <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to think of him. He, he's, he's a t- prototypical thick boy to me, like a PJ Tucker type. That's kind of what he reminds me of. And if he becomes PJ Tucker, that's great. That'd be, that'd be delicious. Yes, very tasty. Yeah, and <laughs> but you know, like again, I hope the third game can find some minutes here and there. Like that's the only thing I wanted this. Like it, honestly, this is where I might be on the tanking train because if we were tanking, we would be playing these guys more, you know, just to have mm-hmm. them develop. But Luke, Luke, and it seems like the players clearly want to win, and maybe even the front office. Like they maybe that maybe the talk and the rumors about getting to that play-in are legit. Like I had doubts about it, but maybe like Vivek wants to make the play-in. Like who knows? And if you if you want to do that, you're going to play the starters a lot and you're going to play the second unit of DeLon Wright, uh, Terrence Davis and uh, Mo Harkless. So, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, we'll we got to see wh- what happens. Like, you know, once we once we get into the da- like the final stretch, we're approaching it. But once the final stretch hits, we'll let's hope we like at least know what the Kings are trying to do by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Okay, as for the next few games, we're going to have a, not a back-to-back, but like, you know, we're going to play San Antonio twice in San Antonio, and then we come back for a back-to-back against the Lakers and Milwaukee. I'm going to predict a 3-1 and one, uh, with us losing to Milwaukee during this four-game stretch. Mm, I'll say 2-2. Two and two. Right, like Milwaukee for sure. Lakers, I have have some iffy dots, but you know, without LeBron and AD, we'll have to see. Well, yeah, and you know, as a Kings fan, we know that we no game is a, a sure thing for us. So, you know, <laughs> we we take the wins we can get, and tonight it was a great win, great game, and yeah, great 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 game winner. Oh yeah, yep. Before we end it, we gotta also mention, you know. First time seeing the female commentators comment on uh, this game. Yeah, and I really liked them. I mean, like they were really good. Like they brought good insight into the game, and yeah, I thought they were. I thought they were fine. Like I, there, there was no drop off in quality of commentating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they really knew what they were talking about for sure, of course. And uh, yeah, they gave like that kind of slight funny side as well. And, you know, kind of hope uh, we still keep them around. And I wouldn't mind uh, hearing them again, to be honest. Yeah, I like they did a good job. And, you know, we can do this more often. Like, this doesn't have to be like, you know, a one-time thing. Like, maybe do it like a few few times a year, if not like, you know, a dozen, like maybe a few, time, few times a month. Like, you know, just mix it up. Like, you know. Yeah, I kind of want to see like Doug and maybe Mark Jones also in like how, uh, Katie's uh, spot sometimes as well. We also did have uh, female commentators, uh, you know, in Katie's spot. Yeah, like a, a former WNBA player, I think, uh, Laisha. I think Laisha's her name. Like, yeah, like, I mean, like they they did they did their job, and you know, again, they were there was no drop off in quality whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I'm fine with this. Oh yeah. 
So yeah, that that was basically the game, and um, yeah, we'll have to see what happens uh, next game. And yeah, congratulations to the females who did a really good job on the broadcast. And again, I just hope like we get more more things like this, just you know, f- little fun little mix-ups, and you know, just like a new like try out like I guess a new lineup. Just you know, variety is the spice of life. We'll have to see what happens in the next game. We face San Antonio on Monday, I believe. Yes, yes Monday. we are. All right, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. We'll see you guys later.